This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. Take your Bibles tonight and go into the book of Mark, chapter number 7. Mark, chapter number 7, and looking through this book of the Bible, and the Lord's showing us so many wonderful truths as we study His Word together. Mark, chapter number 7, beginning in verse number 31. The Bible says this, Mark, chapter 7, verse number 31. And again, departing from the coast of Tyre and Sidon, he came into the Sea of Galilee through the midst of the coast of Decapolis. And they bring unto him one that was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. And they beseech him to put his hand upon him. And he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers into his ears. And he spit and touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and saith unto him, Ephphathai, that is, be open. And straightway his ears were open, and the string of his tongue was loosed, and he spake plain. And he charged them that they should tell no man. But the more he charged them, so much the more, a great deal, they published it. And were beyond measure astonished, saying, He hath done all things well. He maketh both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. We come to a wonderful story, one of the records of Christ's miracles, some 36 or 37 miracles that are recorded in the Gospels. And uh, this miracle is uh, specifically here in the book of Mark, and it's thrilling to see what God is doing. God is at work, and he's working among a group of Gentiles. He's proving something. He's proving something to his disciples. He's proving that the only people that can come to faith in Jesus and be saved by the grace of God, Jehovah God, are not Jews. But that a great door was going to be opened to the Gentile world. And uh, we can, most all of us, say amen to that. Because we are unworthy, we're unclean, uh, but we have been declared righteous, those of us who have put our faith and trust in Jesus We've been declared righteous through faith in Jesus Christ in spite of our heritage, in spite of our bad blood, in spite of our sin nature. Jesus is our Savior, and Jesus is doing a work among the Gentiles, and he has uh, as long as he's been working, and what a joy it is to know the Lord. And we come to this portion of Scripture, and uh, the setting is this. Jesus has just, uh, just healed the daughter of a lady, that was possessed with a demon. And now he departs out of the coast of Tyre and Sidon, and he comes under the Sea of Galilee through the midst of the coast of Decapolis. Now, Decapolis is an interesting town. It's, a, it's literally a group of ten cities. And in Decapolis, uh, this was a Roman stronghold. And it's something that's just a, an interesting note as I've seen as I've studied this passage of Scripture is that all through the Bible, the Lord, in His infinite wisdom, is putting little things in there to help us to understand and to catch the attention of certain people. Uh, what is the 
reason for marking and specifically saying the capitals. Well, here on earth, we'll never know all the reasons, but one of the reasons was that Mark was a book that captivated, it was a gospel record that captivated the Roman mind. The Romans were people of action. They remind me of a lot of us. You know, we want things done, and we want them done now. And, uh, and the Romans were that way. They loved action, and Mark is a book primarily to, uh, to draw the attention that drew the attention of the Roman mind. And when they heard the capitalist, the capitalist was an affectionate town. Have you ever noticed that you, your ears perk up when you hear your town on the radio, or your ears perk up when you hear your town on the television. Somebody called me the other night, and they said, we, we were watching the basketball tournament, and we saw Chill Howie Middle School on a, on a uh, commercial at, uh, for something in this basketball tournament. I looked on the Internet to find it. I'm afraid that whoever that was must have been mistaken. I don't remember who it was, so we're good, but... Uh, uh, they must have been mistaken because I was looking for it. But you know how when you hear your town or your place uh, mentioned, it kind of stirs your interest. And if for no other reason, as the Romans were reading this account of the gospel, they said to Capitals, well, what happened in my city? What happened in our place? And God did a mighty work in Decapolis, and he used some special people to do it. Something I want to draw your attention to at the conclusion of this portion of Scripture is what this group of Gentiles had to say about the Lord. Uh, quite frankly, in verses 36 and 37, they have disobeyed the Lord. The Lord has said, y'all need to keep this quiet, keep it on the down low. And the Bible says the more they he charged them, the more they told what had happened to this man that was deaf and had a speech impediment. Uh, but the Bible says this in verse number 37, and they, they were in, and were beyond measure astonished saying, He hath done all things well. He maketh both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. And I love that phrase. It's something you can take home with you. It's something you can rest in this week. It's something that you can rejoice in, knowing the truth that He, the Lord, He hath done all things well. Isn't it good to know that we serve a Lord who's done all things well? Now, Satan's at work, and our dirty, rotten, stinking flesh is at work, but God is at work too, and he does all things well. Not only is he acting and doing things well, but he is working things together for our good, even our foolishness. The Lord is using And he is willing as we confess our faults and we follow him faithfully. He's willing to make all things work together for good. And tonight I want you to know something. Jesus, he does all things well. He does all things well. With that in mind, we look at this miracle and see some things that I think are very important, some things we need to pay attention to in God's word. He doeth, he hath done all things well. Well, here's what happens. What a wonderful story. Verse number 32. They bring unto him one that was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. And they beseech him to put his hand upon him. And he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers into his ears. And he spit and touched his tongue. And let's just look here first of all. The thing I want to mention to you first of all tonight fact that he doeth all things well 
is this. Number one, we need to determine to be a they for the hymns. What do you mean, preacher? <laughs> we need to determine to be a they for the hymns. Can you repeat that with me? Because I want you to see it in just a moment. We need to be we need to determine to be a what? A they, a T H E Y for the hymns. And I'll show you what I mean as we look at God's word together. There's a man in Decapolis. This man in Decapolis, he's got a real problem. We don't know that this is something that's been as affected him from his youth. As a matter of fact, we have reason to believe that his hearing has deteriorated or has been taken away somehow later in his life. Because not only was he deaf, but he also had a speech impediment. Now, it's a natural occurrence when our hearing goes away that our speech begins to change. And this man, he had lost his hearing, and he also had a speech impediment. So there was a time, evidently, that he had hearing and had learned to speak. But now it was gone. Now, this is a difficult thing. This is hard. I can't imagine. But he had a group of people around him, a group of folks in the capitalists, uh, they were no doubt Roman, most likely Gentiles. And these people had a burden for this man who had suffered loss in his life. The Bible refers to them affectionately as they. As they. Look what the Bible says here in verse number 32. And they. What did they do? They bring unto him one that was deaf. They brought this man to Jesus, one that was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. And they beseech him to put his hand upon him. Now, I like to pay close attention to these little pronouns because they tell the whole story. You've got to see the characters. In this group, there are three main characters. They is a group of people. Him is Jesus, and his is also Jesus, and then him is this man that is deaf. Now, they brought him to Jesus. And I'm encouraged by the they's in this world. We need to determine to be a they. You see, the Bible teaches us that Jesus does all things well. And because Jesus does all things well, and if you're like me tonight and you've had the joy and privilege to accept Jesus by faith as your Savior, you are a forgiven child of God. You have the indwelling Holy Spirit. You have the ability through Christ to live a victorious Christian life. We must determine, because Jesus does all things well, to be a they. This group of people... When they heard that Jesus was in Decapolis, they didn't say, whew, i got to get to him so he can fix this ingrown toenail. Oh, i got to get to him because <clears throat> i got a little raspy throat. When they thought about Jesus coming to town, they had a burden for him. They had a burden for him. Folks, I want you to know something. One of the marks of being a true Christian is a response to the God-given burden to impact the lives of other people. 
The greatest example that Jesus set was his willingness to go to the cross for himself? No. He could have called 10,000 angels and came off of that cross. But he died alone for you and me. You see, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Why? Because he was interested in us. And when we consider how wonderful Jesus is, may we be faithful. When we consider that he doeth all things well, I want to encourage you to be a they for the hymns. The scripture continues in verse 32, and they bring unto him one that was deaf. How do you see the action that they did? It's simple. It's simple, yet it's life-changing. They brought him to Jesus. They brought to Jesus this man that was deaf. What'd they do? It looked something like this. They said however they could communicate with the man, whether they had to write it down or what. They took him by the hand, and they brought him into the presence of the Lord. They brought him to where they knew that he could get help. They brought him where they, could, where they knew he could meet Jesus. You know what they do? They bring people to Jesus. You know what we ought to do? We ought to determine to be a they. How long has it been since you invited someone to church? Let's take it another step. You see, these people didn't just casually go by and say, Hey, hey, buddy. Jesus is in town. You need to go see him. He can help you. That's not how it worked. They brought him. They brought him. Now, I want you to know something. This will absolutely rock your world. It will mess up your Sunday routine. But see if you can find somebody to put in your car and bring to church next Sunday. Now, that'll change your Sunday, and you'll have to change the way you do things. You may have to get up a little extra early. You may have to do a little extra work. It may cost you a little something. It may cost you some time. You may have to take them to lunch when you get finished. But I'll tell you something. If you'll determine to be a they, and you'll invest in the lives of people, and you'll be willing to change your schedule to help other people. Thank you for listening to Keep Your Heart Daily. Keep Your Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com.